Family is everything. It's also the hardest thing. As a parent, it's our job to do our best and bring our best. But sometimes we need help. We want to add strength to your family, challenge you to grow, help when you get stuck, make you laugh, and encourage you to choose connection over the chaos. This is Coffee, Kids, and Crazy. All right, welcome everybody to Coffee, Kids, and Crazy. I am Derek Johnson, alongside with the one and only... Brittany Serple. Mm, and we are so excited you guys are here. Um, <laughs> we are, we're pumped. This is... Uh, it's May. Yes. It's May. It's that It's that time. Where it's, things it's, are... Some days are hot and yeah, some days still aren't. I'm, I'm getting happier from, <laughs> from the inside out as it gets warmer in You're California. You're defrosting. I get happy and, uh, and, and shorts are like the... The shorts and tank tops to go to. So yeah, oh. <laughs> it just coincides with joy in my life. <laughs> my, I get to go drink yeah. my coffee outside again. Yes, oh, it's amazing. That's the part that I usually miss in the winter is it's just so cold or rainy or whatever. Well, you know the sad thing I, that I've found. I mean, I, I grew up in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. It was always like all we did was complain about the weather changes because yes. it was so drastic. Yeah. I've been there. You throw hot um, water and everything yeah, turns to snow. It's, it's crazy. It's confusing. And unfortunately, what I've found out is I think this is just who people are, is that we just all complain about the weather wherever you're at. <laughs> it's true. Um, <laughs> because like even, you know, it's like sitting outside in the morning drinking coffee um, when it starts to warm up in California. That's like, I, it's like my favorite thing mm-hmm. in the world. Except about 20 minutes into it, I'm definitely like, <laughs> it's getting too hot out here. Like, Can there's no cloud yeah. coverage. Like, why is the sun out all the time? And then I'm like, how am I complaining about being in the sun? Yes. So, you know, you mm-hmm. just, we take what we can. And yeah, it's true. Try to be real chipper. But Well, we do have something new to our, I love the outdoor coffee because I get to look at my goats and my chickens and my yeah. ducks now. I got ducks for Christmas, so they're out there. But we've grown by two goats um because they were there goats that were birthed no you got no. two more i we got two more which i put on instagram a little while ago i rescued two goats from this fellow goat owner whose herd was killed by mountain lions or mountain lion Whoa. Yes. And so he called and was like, can you please take both of them? I was only supposed to take one of them. Ended up with both of them. But one of them is a male and he's very stinky. Wow. Like he thinks. Is that like a thing? It is, yeah. unfortunately. So he's very old. So I'm hoping that he um, retires in the best kind of way soon. And yeah. maybe the stink isn't there so much. But yeah, so that that's the only damper this, this summer coming out <laughs> is that there's a little extra stink outside from... <laughs> Mr. Tiberius Blue. That is his name. That's the name. That's Tiberius name. Blue. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Well, so. did you ever think when you were younger that you would one day be saying the sentence fellow goat owner? No. Was that? No. That's new? <laughs> crazy cat lady, I said. I'm crazy goat lady. That's what Ben mockingly calls me. I'm like, um. There's all these memes that says, my husband says there's no room for goats. And then they circle all the areas that there's still room in the pasture for more goats. I feel like that woman. I love that. Just a passion for goats. And they're just kind of like dogs, but they're a little less work. Is, is there like a plan? Are you guys going to like do goat milk? Mm, like I is mean. Is that a thing? Do you have a female goat? Yes. The girls the girls that are, can be pregnant are currently pregnant. So um, then they'll be in milk. That's the term. Which yeah. anyone that knows goats, I apologize. I'm still new to this. But um, we're going to be selling the babies, which are called kids. So 
pretty soon I'm going to have so many kids. Um, <laughs> technically. <laughs> technically, yes. Um, and the kids are in 4-H, so they um, show them at the fair, and yeah. it's just a fun thing to do. So, yeah, I mean, I think goat cheese is definitely going to be in our future. I don't know about goat milk. I have mixed reviews on that one. Yeah. So, oh, well, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> definitely not going to my coffee, though. That goat life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, where's the best place that you've ever had a cup of coffee? Oh man, that's a great question. Um, the one that kind of stands out mm-hmm. was I, I went with, uh, one of our fearless leaders, Banning Leapshire. Oh yes. The one and only. Yes. The one and only. I went with him to Australia. This was, this is probably eight years ago, okay. something like that. Um, all the Aussies are loving you right yes, now just because you said that. I know. Uh-huh, that they are. Which, okay, there's some seriously good coffee in there Australia. Is, there is. Just for starters. Mm-hmm. So, yes, all you Aussies, you're welcome. And it's true. But we went, and I was, I mean, I was super thrilled just to be getting to go to Australia. And um, I had like the greatest seafood of my life while I was there. Okay. I had like a shrimp that still looked On like a real shrimp. Oh, oh. All the things were there oh. and you had to like dismantle <laughs> the shrimp for it to eat it, but it tasted amazing. But I remember we were staying, um, Banning and I were staying in this hotel and they had a restaurant at the hotel mm-hmm. and, um, just the, it was like the house coffee. I just ordered the house coffee, okay. which was like this incredible Ethiopian. Right. Which normally is like, how long has it been sitting there? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And this was like bring me more of these never stop bringing me these coffees <laughs> and i was sitting at this hotel it, it was a high rise and just looking out over the city mm-hmm. drinking coffee just thinking do you remember what city you wow were in? um i was i went to brisbane mm-hmm. uh there's the sydney city we flew into sydney but there's another melbourne oh Mel- i was Mel- melbourne melbourne that's, we were in where melbourne. that's where it was yep so yeah, just mm-hmm. gorgeous. Like sun was shining. I'm having the best coffee ever, and uh, yeah, just happiest moment of my life. And it's all been downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing <laughs> totally has met your expectations. It was just it was one of the best that. cups of coffee That's I've ever had. So, cool. but what about you? Best best place you've ever had coffee? I think I probably had the best cup of coffee. I would say in the states. I mean, I I I, I had the best cappuccino I've ever had in Australia. It was this yeah. little tiny like Italian owned hole in the wall kind of market slash coffee shop. You couldn't even sit down. It was so like tiny. Um, but I'm, I would be more sentimental about why I enjoyed the cup of coffee so much more than the actual fruit of the coffee itself. Um, I remember being, uh, my mom and I took a trip when I was, I don't know how long ago, probably about six years ago. Lincoln wasn't even one. And we went to Paris. And so we sat in this tiny little coffee shop outside. And like one of the menu options for breakfast was just a a bread bowl. So we just had a bread bowl with this lovely little cup of coffee from this little shop and watched everyone on their bikes going past through this park in the distance. And then I'm in in Paris in my head right now. Yeah. So, yeah. And then right after that, we walked down to the Louvre and went to the museum. So I think for me, may not have been the best cup of coffee. It was still really good, but it was just the whole atmosphere. And I still remember that moment because it was just so fun. I'm, I'm also so like 
jealous right now because <laughs> I've never I've never been to Paris. Uh, no, my wife fun. has. Oh, so, okay. You know. you know, Ben and I went to Europe the same year, but not with each other. Really? Isn't that awful? It's like he went on a trip with the guys, and they went. Oh, to like on- you were together? No. You weren't together yet. Same year. Oh, we, oh I mean, oh, like relationally. Yeah, yeah. So yes. we were married. Yes, we had married. Okay. Three kids. And I think it was our 10th wedding anniversary, like was in oh, that wow. same year. He's like, I can't believe we didn't yeah. go together. I'm like, I know. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I don't know how that happened, but it did. Like, I'm loving Europe without you. <laughs> Pretty really much. Nice. I wish you it's were really here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of funny. So, anyways, but yeah. It's, it's amazing. Paris. <laughs> I got to go. It's on you the do. bucket list. You do. You need to go to Paris. So, Brittany, what are you doing with marriages these days? Well, Ben and I actually have uh, something called the 21 day marriage intensive and, um, it's just been so much fun. We open up to a small group at a time and we kind of chase after connection, communication and expressing of needs. And what we've seen is like massive breakthrough for people. So whether they're on the verge of divorce or they're currently separated, but they're coming together to fight for their marriage or they're just have some bad habits and you know, cycles that they want to break. It's really for anyone. Um, but it's just been amazing. The fruit that's come from it and all the things that we offer. Um, it's just really, it's all the loving on purpose tools. So we stole from my dad (laughs) and we use our own stories from our marriage and our victories that we've had. And we kind of give you videos and emails and blogs and texts. I mean, and face calls or face zoom calls. And so it's all sorts of fun things, but that's what it, it is. And it's just been yeah. um, life-changing and we love doing it. So so if we had some listeners mm-hmm. who are in a position where they're thinking, oh, we have some bad habits or <laughs> we have some things in our marriage that we would love to work on mm-hmm. or, you know, I'd just love to fix my spouse. <laughs> we don't, well, don't, yeah. yeah, that, might not, that not might not go, go so well. So, no. But if you're asking that question. Then where would they go? Where would they go? <laughs> they go to 21 Day Intensive, um, or you can go dot com, or you can go to the Loving on Purpose site. It's, it circles through there under coaching. Um, so those are the different places you could find it. But yeah. we're just all about helping people. That's what Which we I would to do. highly recommend to every one of our listeners that if you could have Ben and Brittany um, help you really in anything, but particularly <laughs> marriage, would would be excellent for you well, because thank you. Uh, I, I think. We all believe that um, healthy marriages and healthy families change the world. So true. do everything you can to strengthen those things. So, Amen. Yes. Amen, amen. Okay, so you told me a story. Um, well, actually, I saw Becky's post because she tagged me in it. Yeah. It was a little while ago. And Which I, is always a cry for help, by the way. I was Whenever wondering. It's like, I was... here's a parenting thing, and then we tag <laughs> Brittany. It really means like... Help us. Can you call me? Yes. You know, she should just text me then. Right. But it was um, Lucy in bedtime. Yeah. So please, I I want, because this is a question we get often, is what to do with bedtime, how to feel successful, how to not feel overwhelmed, how to have a plan, how to not feel like you're losing, your time with your spouse isn't robbed. So, I mean, it's all different forms, but it's the same question. So can you tell me a little bit about your story and yeah, then so we'll go from there? Even just to kind of lay out a little bit of what Bedtime World has looked for us, uh, looked like for us so that even listeners can kind of go, oh, yeah, I've, I've tried that or I've seen that. Mm-hmm. So for us, my daughter, she's five, um, super smart, strong-willed girl. Like her mama. Like her mama, uh-huh. yes. So um, so pray for me. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, 
But we, we've had this thing with bedtime where even when we dial in so, uh, like a consistent routine, which we have always found helps. Yes. Um, then you'll have some kind of a ringer that gets thrown in, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it could be anything. It like, could be anything. Oh, I've got a potty I didn't eat. I, I'm scared. I've got a toenail that needs to be clipped. Who Absolutely. knows what like, it is? Like there's a problem. I can't fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes we actually have we can have crazy schedules. And so it's like, cool. We had a great routine for three nights and, and yeah. now things have changed and, and trying to navigate um, the consistency. So part of our dynamic, which this would be great for you to just give some insight into <laughs> and maybe help uh, other parents out there. Um, I, I'm definitely more of the, like uh, one of my favorite tools in the world is I, I love you. Good night. And mm-hmm. I don't want to see you or hear you till the morning. Mm-hmm which is this expectation that what I'm really saying is falling asleep is your problem. So <laughs> I'm leaving. And I'm going to go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and, and my wife not wired the same way, mm-hmm. way more, call it merciful, whatever. Um, she's more like, well, if we could help her fall asleep, if I could lay in <laughs> How there do you do or that? whatever. Right. And then like, and, and when that works, mm-hmm. which, and I think a lot of parents probably in this spot, it's like when you, when you do a thing mm-hmm. and it works, okay, so I read a story tonight and then the kid fell asleep. That was amazing. So we I'll will try do that this. tomorrow, uh-huh. but it doesn't work. And, and what the kids are mad. so smart is they're like, well, maybe you should try that every single night from yes. here on out. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I think for us, just navigating those things, navigating even, I don't know, growth spurts and mm-hmm. maybe she is actually scared. Like there's all these different things that kind of go on. And sometimes I think it's just I'm a kid and I don't want to go to bed. Totally. And here's here's a way of I'm going to be five to some right now. And uh-huh. Whatever. Yeah. So for us, just kind of navigating even our our own differences and our own styles of approaching the problem, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, along with our little autonomous five year old girl <laughs> who is not a robot as much as we'd like her to be. Um, so that that is kind of our situation and. Go, go, <laughs> and, and, pass. and wave the wand. <laughs> like you said, she's not a robot. Yeah. Well, what I loved was the post was that she was, are you tired or you need something to do? Which that phrase yeah. right there is when your kid is coming out of the room after you said, mm-hmm. I don't want to see you. I don't want to hear you to the morning. I love you. Good night. Um, and they come back out and they're like, hey guys, I'm still awake. <laughs> and you're met with, oh no. That's not how this goes. You're supposed to go to sleep. So are you tired or you need something to do is um, a wonderful tool that I, I don't know that I heard it as much as I heard it, my brothers getting it growing mm-hmm. up. Um, and mostly because they shared a room. So you, it sounded like they were wrestling half the time. Right. Um, but how it's looked in our world is, you know, the, ti- the child comes out and you say, uh, you're tired and you need something to do. And they most likely will say, I'm not tired. You say no problem, which again means no problem for me, possible problem coming up for you. And, um, you give them a chore, which I think that five is a great age for them to have an actual chore. Um, younger than that, I've put the kids in a chair. Um, how our room was positioned when Delaney was younger was she could sit in the kitchen and hear us, but couldn't see us. Mm -hmm. So I would have her sit in the kitchen so she could hear us, but she couldn't interact with us. Um, and, you know, she eventually would get bored and go to bed. But a chore. So just to make 
so she would like come out in to the kitchen yeah. area set but no interaction yeah so she sat in a chair I love it and start taking notes she sat in a chair and i would say um are you tired need something to do she said i said okay well i you can go to bed or you can sit in this chair and um you know she said chair because anything out of bed is fun <laughs> so um and then when she would talk to us we go oh are you ready for bed then or are you going to sit quietly because it's bed or chair and sit quietly it's not talking you know so um but again at the age five i love a chore uh so that looks like um sweeping is a great one cleaning toilets is a great one picking up stuff that's been left outside is a great one because it's usually a little bit chilly yeah. you know yeah. give them a jacket and boots and they're going to wonder why they're not snuggled in their bed um, so different things like that. But what I loved about Becky's post is that Lucy had been going on like two hours <laughs> yes. because she's determined like she's her mother. So determined. So determined, which Delaney is very similar in yeah. that she's very determined. So when we first did this with Delaney, same type of thing. Um, and she literally went from job to job to job. And so the thing is you just have to have a lot of jobs lined yeah. up because they're eventually going to get tired and they're going to be ready for bed. And so you just can't wear out before they do. Yeah. Because if you think about how many times do you want to do that encounter of, are you tired or you need something to do? I really only want to do it once. I want my words to mean something. So I'm going to follow through with the whole process, which may mean that I'm up later or Mm -hmm. I, you know, don't get to watch my show because I'm having to give you jobs, but I'm committing to a process because I want these words to mean something to you. So if I give in and I don't give very, you know, somewhat challenging jobs or yucky jobs, then I have a kid who thinks that they're just, you know, mommy's night owl helper, <laughs> right. you know. So I got to get something that carries weight. Well, that leads. Okay, so that's that's an interesting thing because I was thinking for me uh, when I approach this problem, mm-hmm. I'm I'm normally like, so yeah, correct me if I'm wrong on this or if there's a better way to do it. But what I what I kind of go to is. You could go to bed mm-hmm. or you could go outside and sweep leaves. Cause I like, but what I'm really thinking is I want you to go to bed. Yes. Like I don't want you to sweep the leaves. Well, if you, but if you, if that's what you choose, you're going to go sweep the yes. leaves. But what I'm, so there's a nuance to this question a little mm-hmm. bit in asking like, would maybe the goal sometimes be that they actually do have a job that they are actually going to do. So they actually get tired. Well, yeah, I think. Or is it more of like a di- like you could go do that if you don't want to go to bed, mm-hmm. but it would be smarter to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Which the thing is, is you don't have to negotiate that. It's literally yeah. letting them discover this journey on their own. Yeah. Um, because like any five year old, they want control. So if they feel like you're going to try and control them into not doing this, well, they're probably going to do it. Yeah. Because yeah. they want ownership. They want power. That's what yeah. they crave, which is they're saying no to bed right yes. now. Is I'm pulling the power card. What are you going <laughs> to do with it? What are you going to do with the power card? Yeah. Um, so I give out jobs that aren't really fun. So the first job Delaney had was sweeping the garage. Mm-hmm. Um, she chose to not wear shoes but wear her jacket, and it was very cold for her. The next job was sorting laundry outside because the washer and dryer's outside took her a while. That was no fun for her. Then she moved inside to the bathroom and eventually fell asleep because it is past her bedtime. So she is tired. But the great thing was that the next time when she came out, I said, are you tired or do you need something to do? She said, I'm tired. (laughs) 
because she experienced, you know what? I actually didn't like any of that as much as I let on that I did. Yeah. I actually wasn't having any fun because I want to play with you. I want to hang out with you. I want to talk to you, but you're not engaging with me. Right. So, you know, and then when they do go to bed, like say that they, it's time for bed and they're like, I'm tired. Like, okay, great. I love you. Good night. And they request another good night ritual. You go, oh, I'm so sorry. I already said my good nights, but I would love to say good night to you with hugs and kisses and a story tomorrow at bedtime. But I already did that for tonight. Oh, that's great. So here I am with hope for tomorrow's bedtime, but we already did this. It's not repeat. We're not doing this again. So you disrupted your bedtime ritual because you came out. Mm. Yeah. You you may which I have a kid that loves closure. Oh my gosh, she yeah. loves closure. So for her, that's the hardest part. So that it's is, not that's even my daughter, hundred percent. Yeah. It's so, like how could we go to bed without <laughs> without being we tucked can't, in? We can't. It's, it's against just, the law. Yes. So that is another part of of the kind of consequence to them is that it's they may be fine with the chores. Some kids love chores, so that might not yeah. feel like the weight of the consequence as much as, oh, we're not going to do this again. Mm. And it's not out of punishment. It's, uh, I already did it. And I would love to give you two extra kisses tomorrow night. But right now, it's time for you to just go to bed. Yeah. So again, it's just that process. So maybe along, like one other question that popped into my mind with Mm -hmm. this, along those same lines, when talking about maybe even the routine Mm -hmm. of of bedtime. And and I'm I'm sure that kind of maybe changes from kid to kid, potentially. Personality, Um, definitely. But one of the things, like, so... So for myself and my temperament, I'm much more like, let's do the teeth, the potty. Mm-hmm. Here's the reading. Good night. Yeah. And let's just do that every night until you're 18 and <laughs> until driving you away leave. to college and I'm, <laughs> and I'm weeping. Yeah. So that's like, that's where I'm at in my head. Um, but I do see, I see the other side of it sometimes, even, even in our life with, uh, busy schedules, busy all that. and mm-hmm. all that kind of things where at, at some, at some level, there's the, there's the temptation of. I'm going to break the routine mm-hmm. because even I, as a parent, I'm, I'm craving some connection. Mm-hmm. Wh- how, how do you navigate that? Is that right? wrong or right? Is that- right yeah, or, or it's like, cause, cause I think what then be- does begin to happen is great for maybe that night and great for the connection can get disruptive to any mm-hmm. kind of pattern that was working fairly well. Yeah. I think, I mean, I've done that many times where, yeah, Late night or say the kids are all in bed already and I got home from a trip and I know it's maybe 30, 45 minutes, maybe even an hour past their bedtime, but they're still awake or something. Um, and I go and get them. Yeah. You know, I, I think connection is always going to outweigh the, the schedule. Um, but at the same time, my kids know that this is not going to be a normal thing that mom comes in and gets us out yeah. of bed. Um, and sometimes we'll do bedtime story in our bed with all three of them, you know, including the 13 year old. And then they all disperse to their bed and they still want to hug and kiss, which I get that because there's something in your own bed. But as long as it, when they expect this to be a normal, like, Oh, that's not the normal. That was a special night, you know, and even identifying it as a special night or something like that makes it more special. It does. It's it's a, a, something that doesn't happen all the time. It's not part of our routine, but 
depending on what your lives look like, it's kind of crazy. You know, it can yeah. be, it can feel crazy. The other part too is knowing and having value for the difference in how you put your kids to bed. Mm. Because I'm like you, yeah. um, in and out, you know, <laughs> Ben has now started a tradition with Lincoln about bedtime stories, which I love because I just love watching his little face in the wonder, but I'm like another step. Are we doing another step? When did this get added to the bedtime? And, you know, so my stories are literally all of five lines. Mm -hmm. And they're about the most random things I can see around in his room. Ben has these elaborate, fun, captivating yeah. stories where you're Take the hero. The Seriously. And I'm, minutes, yeah. I'm like, well, Lincoln's expectation of bedtime with mommy looks like this. Mm. And that's fine. Yeah. And then I go and have my me time. And Ben, you know, he works longer hours than I do. He's not with the kids as much. So I think for him, this is really where his connection comes into. So I had to have value for that. You put the kids to bed differently and you have to have yeah. value for how I put the kids to bed. So sometimes we might have to meet in the middle. Like it's a long night at the late night and we don't have time to do an elaborate story. Mm -hmm. um, and so we have to say, okay, tonight it's going to be a quick one, you yeah. know, or mommy, daddy are both in here at the same time. So it's just, and as long as you have a communication and value for each other's needs, then it's fine. But mm -hmm. I, again, I think that that's, that's where things get rough for parents is we stop having value for our differences mm -hmm. and we try and control their differences and put them in our correct way of doing it. But really, <laughs> right. it's just different. Like, so Ben knows that I go first, so I can get in my pajamas and in bed and then I'm happy. You take as long as you want, right? but I am <laughs> where I meant to be. Yes. So I go first because I have a different need than Ben does. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So that. Okay. Well, I know, <laughs> I know that just uh, fixed many things in my head <laughs> and I'm sure for everyone else too. And honestly, that, the element of kind of closure and that idea of, cause I, I think that happens probably for a lot of parents is mm -hmm. that circular thing that starts to happen and it's hard to kind of close it all. I already gave you a kiss. I already talked to yeah. you. I already read you a story. You yeah. already went potty. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. oh, you have to go again? This is the fifth time. Mm -hmm. So, but just kind of having those, like the, the consequence is maybe the closure mm -hmm. that had already happened. Totally. That's, that's so good. I yell to my kids when I'm going out to put the animals away. If you want me to say goodnight to you, you need to be in your bed waiting for me. And where are those little people in their beds waiting for me? Oh, I love it. That. That sounds, that yeah. sounds like, that's <laughs> like mental ice cream, <laughs> what you just described. <laughs> like, that's amazing. So That's funny. All right. Well, I did want to talk about before we end the today's podcast is, um, I don't know if you realize out there, but we have a Grammy nominated artist that was on an album. Uh, we do. Um, we keep waiting for them to arrive. But they're, <laughs> are you not in? <laughs> yes. You are it. I saw your Grammy it, photos. Yes, it's me. And the red carpet and your it beautiful wife who just. <laughs> had lashes on and probably more lipstick than she's ever worn. Man, it was. She uh, was a stunner, though. It was, it was, you looked it great, was too. You looked well, great, thing. too. I, yeah. I was just trying to keep up with her. Yeah. She was. Yeah. I, it was funny. I was uh, I was doing something the other day and was talking about our Grammy experience. And and I said, I was like, listen, my my wife, 10 years ago when we got married, mm -hmm. like total hottie. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. She looked gorgeous. But 10 years later, <laughs> two kids later. Yep. 
at the Grammys. I was like, I who cares about the Grammys? <laughs> uh, Just look uh, at this woman. Yeah, my wife. That's the, I won. So, um, but yes, we we did Jesus Culture for our our record. Living with Fire mm-hmm. um, was nominated for a Grammy. Is that the first ever? That's the first ever. That's yeah. so exciting. Was so, it really? How was that feeling? It was. It was very surreal. I mm-hmm. think we all kind of like laughed about it when we first yeah. found out. Like, what? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, but at the same time, it also felt like just this really sweet, um, this kiss from the Lord mm-hmm. that we would we'd be recognized for for these yeah. albums and from all the way where like Jesus culture where it started. Ben just and I went the to the first of, conference. Yeah, just like the worship team. Long time ago. Out of conference, all the way to um, the Lord taking us out to the Grammys and, and mm-hmm. being there and getting to experience that. So just as a team, uh, we just went down and we just had fun and, and mm-hmm. celebrated the moment. Um, we got to pretend like we were, you know, actual <laughs> celebrities for 48 hours. Did you and, see any um, celebrities? We did. Like I met the drummer for Def Leppard, which oh, I don't yes, know if, I, if anybody I, out there knows who Rick Allen who that is. But, uh, yeah. you know, it was actually quite funny because my daughter has been obsessed with their song, Pour Some Sugar on Me. Oh. Oddly, I mean, I showed it to her. So I can't say like, <laughs> I was like I'm randomly. Sure. I definitely was like, this song is cool. You should listen to it. And um, and then I met the drummer, which was so crazy. But but yeah, there were, there were lots of different people there. Um, but... It was just a yeah, it's just a wild experience for our mm-hmm. whole team to go down That's and so just kind of celebrate that and um, and we got like I, I got a medallion for being a nominee and is you it know, up there with your M and M's with your cool. face on it? It's right, they're right next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's my most prized possession. So um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Such an honor to get down, go down to L.A. and mm-hmm. be part of that thing. So if you haven't gotten that album. It's now been a Grammy-nominated album, which is super fun. So Living with the Fire, it's got some great songs on there. I have it. It's awesome. Check it out if you have not heard it. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so diving in to the crazy. Mm -hmm, It's one of my mm -hmm. favorite parts of what we talk about. um, Because it's real life. (laughs) It's real life. It's real life. If the rest of the podcast wasn't real, it's about to get real. <laughs> right. If Here it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what what did you intentionally teach your child this week, this month? This mm-hmm. is something that has been um, kind of in the in the focus. I think that, um, you know, I have a blossoming teenager. She's going to be 14, which is the same age that Ben and I were when we met each other, which is I'm kind of afraid to let her out this summer. That's how I feel. Yeah. I'm going to keep you indoors. Yes. Um, but what's been really fun is actually seeing the fruit of the things that we've intentionally been Mm -hmm. teaching her over the years. And even just this last year was a a big year for all of us. It was a hard year, but, um, so just the other day she came home from school and was telling me about some kids teasing her, calling her names. I mean, it's junior high. They, there's like, she looks like a cat. I was like, I don't even understand how that's offensive, but okay. You know, but she's in the bathroom crying, right? It's a big deal. And I'm, I'm listening when I'm just thinking about junior high and Ben was a youth leader for junior high and pastor for years. And I just, I'm laughing like these kids, they're crazy. Yes. But all that to say, um, really this last year and I mean, feels like every month we're just pushing her back to the Lord and kind of her identity because she's now on her own journey with the Lord more than ever. And that, you know, my little ones are still in my boat with me, but I am sending her off in her raft 
to go brave the oceans. And, you know, so she was in the bathroom and crying for an hour after being teased Mm -hmm. multiple times by these boys. And she said that she asked the Lord what to do, which I was like, okay, hold it together as you're driving home in the carpool lane, you know, she says, what do I do? And she said, the Lord told me I can either be a sponge and let their words sink in, or I can be a rock and have them just fall off of me. Right? Wow. Well, we'll just have her preaching on here next podcast. Seriously, No one can see my face, but um, <laughs> that's amazing. Wow. So again, it's just for me seeing the fruit of what you've been investing yeah. in. Um, and I know that we're going to share eventually just kind of the hard year that we've had um, and where she's come from. But for her to go there on her own and then to hear his voice, because that was part of the struggle is her not being able to hear his voice. Um, and in school, you know, you're crying in the bathroom and that's what, that's what she's doing. She's not calling me. She's not calling her teacher or her peers. She was calling on the Lord. So I think that, you know, hearing, hearing that all that we're fighting for and, and moving her towards and showing her and, and leading an example. Um, I just think like, wow, there's the fruit, Yeah, which makes all those long conversations or all those repetitive (laughs) conversations or all those, you know, moments where i'm like i hope that got in there yeah. just show up oh it's so good so that's pretty fun wow yeah something's going right <laughs> <laughs> it i mean yeah. i hope so it sounds yeah, like it it, it, it really does. does she's a great kid yeah it's so good um what about you and you're you have a you have a very different dynamic you're yeah, still in the, the uh, seed process of planting Literally, I'm like, okay, well, with my son, what I'm trying to teach him is that when you're mad, you shouldn't headbutt the floor. That's <laughs> that's kind of, that's a bad thing. If That'd you haven't seen Julian's head, it is it is one to be a force to be reckoned yes. with. Yes, I mean, so his, I don't know if the entertainment center would live. He will break the floor. That's what <laughs> that's what I'm really worried about is the floor breaking. But um, so that's where he, you know he's 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 14 months old. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my daughter's five and. I think I think more than, more than any specific thing, it's kind of what you're talking about. Um, when you begin to see the things that you're working at, that just you know, even from um, a great example would be um, social skills. Like so, for mm-hmm. my daughter, one of the things I've always told her because um, she goes to school one day a week, mm-hmm. and so she's there and interacting with kids. And and actually, what's been great is um, she she always has been able to connect other kids and make friends easily in those pieces bubbly but i remember like in in, when she was really young like super young i would tell her all the time she'd actually verbalize like i actually feel nervous to go to this play date or Mm i you know whatever just kind of that concern yeah she's a smart kid just kind of aware that like i i could go and maybe they don't want to play with me you know she's like thinking (laughs) this could go bad this could go bad and i just remember telling her i was like well you know something that daddy does all the time is I, i i travel and I, I meet new people constantly mm-hmm. and I love it. I actually love it. Like there's something exciting about going up and being able to introduce yourself and say hello yeah. and, 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 and maybe you'll find some of your best friends ever by doing that. And so just to hear the little stories of her coming back from school. So we just had this happen uh, two days ago. They had a book fair at school and so we... And Becky and I weren't able to be there, so mm. we gave the money to the teacher. We're yeah. like, can someone please help her buy a book? She yeah. doesn't know what $15 really is. So we're trying. <laughs> Just keep the okay? change. Just right. keep Just the change. Just send that back with me. <laughs> and don't let her buy candy if there is something. That was kind of where we were at, you know. Yeah. So, um, but she 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 gets in the car, and 
uh, I was like, hey, baby, how was your day? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, it was so awesome. Here's the books that I got. And, and I, I made a new friend, uh, Alexander, and mm-hmm. I, I, he's from another class, and I said hi to him. And she just kind of details this whole little interaction. Yeah. And, and that was cool in and of itself. But what actually stood out to me more was, um, and I think it's what we all find so beautiful about our kids, is what she's really trying to say is, I'm doing that thing yeah. you've been teaching me. Mm-hmm. That's really more what, what this yeah. was about. The whole interaction is like, yeah. cool, I, I, I met this person, but um, that, hey, dad, that thing you've been teaching mm-hmm. me, I think you're right, and it's working. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, I was just like, oh, my gosh, I couldn't yeah. be more proud. Like, let me go buy you all the candy, <laughs> you know. Just don't tell your mom. So I think those <laughs> things, and I and I, I, I hope for every parent um, listening, like just in even in the small ages, in, the, yeah. in these young years, um especially when they're like three or four, it's mm-hmm. like, it doesn't maybe feel like it's, it's paying off yet. Right. Those investments or those little conversations, simple ones. Mm-hmm. Don't lecture like I can do sometimes. <laughs> uh, just simple Few ones. words, meaningful yes. actions. And, um, and man, just to see, just to see those things really blossoming mm-hmm. in her and it having the fruit that I yeah. pray for, that I hope for. Um, and, and that man, if you stick with it, as they get a little bit older and as they blossom, you start to see this stuff really pop totally. out. The return. Um, so it's so, yeah, it's just so amazing. It's it's part of why parenting is the greatest thing ever. Yes. Because those, like all those, all those hard talks oh, yeah. and all those things, Long, like the return yes, is better yeah. than any return. So It does. It's, it's far more fulfilling than anything else I think I've invested in, other than my marriage, I would say. Yeah. But um, just... I just encourage you like to, to find something to be intentional about, Yeah, you know, and even if it feels like you're on repeat for what it is, it, it will show fruit. Yeah, Being consistent is one of the biggest tools. I tell parents, if you want to see breakthrough, you have to be consistent. And I think this is the same thing. Yeah. So, and our, our kids are uh, little uses. <laughs> They're a lot like us. And if you think about it at the end of the day, like we, we all want to be valued and accepted and mm-hmm. feel like we're doing a good and job. Yeah. And so the amazing thing about our kids, and I love that innocence about children. Here she is coming back to me saying, dad, I, I'm, I'm trying to do yeah. that thing you're, you're teaching me about like their heart to just want to please the parents. And I, and I think, um, for all of us, just that sobering reality, like that is the weight we carry in mm-hmm. their beautiful little world. And yeah. it's a good thing. God made it that way. So he did. He did. All right. Well, that wraps up our podcast for today. I hope you have just a beautiful rest of the month. And thank you so much for joining us. See you guys next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard and want more resources, make sure you check out the lovingonpurpose.com website along with jesusculture.com.